Hey, welcome to What Works, a show that brings you performance and development tips, tools, and tactics from successful leaders at Providence St. Joseph Health. I'm Christy Ziegler, and on the show today, we're going to be talking about check-ins, specifically, what makes a good check-in? Now, a check-in, simply put, it's a time to connect, right, and have a conversation, and that seems simple, but not so much, because the most common way that leaders actually use check-ins to is to get and give updates. And while this may seem practical, it's often a missed opportunity to engage and inspire their caregivers. So when check-ins are done well, it moves beyond a reader board or a list of check boxes into a powerful motivational and developmental experience for both the caregiver and the core leader. My first guest on the show today is Skylar Hodges. Skylar, tell us a little bit about you and your role in the organization. I am a nurse manager in critical care. I have 65 uh, nurse caregivers reporting to me. I Whoa, have been with Providence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a little daunting when I stepped into it. So I've had to get creative in some of my management techniques, but it's working out okay so far. So, and I've, I've had about two years um, with my team in my current role. And before that, I was an RN in the same team. Speaking of creativity, you know, I've heard that you're doing some really amazing work with your team. And I know that one of the foundations of that work is the way that you engage your team in check-ins. So tell me, what does a check-in with you look like? So I would say that my check-ins actually start before the meeting itself ever happens. I do hmm. as much prep work as I can going into the meeting so that when I get in the room, with my caregivers, we can really focus on what's important to them, the progress that they're making, building our relationship, and then focusing in on any things that have gone really well lately, things that maybe they're struggling with, and kind of brainstorming together about how to how to move things forward in the best way possible. A team of 55 people, now that sounds awesome and great. How do you make time for all of that? And what, what makes it go so well, what are some of the tactics you've used? I had to get really creative. This is the largest team that I've ever had. And I knew from the get-go that I wasn't going to have enough time to focus individually on everyone as much as I really wanted to. I did a little brainstorming and I've decided to use cross-team mentoring as a way to really help capitalize the strengths across the team. Everyone is encouraged to think about their areas of strength where they could mentor others and then the areas where they want to grow. So we just use a spreadsheet that everybody can access and people put in the strengths that they have. And then I request that each of my caregivers finds at least one mentor in an area that they want to grow and that those folks connect on an ongoing basis and teach and learn from each other. What a great solution. I mean, it sounds so simple, right? You just use a spreadsheet and track it and you get the engagement of your team. But I bet the outcomes of that are just amazing. I can only imagine being asked to be a mentor. That right there in and of itself is being recognized for the strengths and the value that I bring to the team. I know that you have achieved some amazing results with this approach going so far as to impact patient outcomes and have heard some really amazing comments and feedback from your patients when you've been doing patient rounding. So well done. Thank you. Thank now, you very much. Yeah, it really helps to 
engage in a in a more team-based environment. So we've seen some great vibes from it. Awesome work. So to get a balanced look at check-ins, I'm going to turn the tables a little bit, and we're going to talk with next guest, Jesse Linder, who's a caregiver. Jesse, can you uh, introduce yourself? Sure. I'm an admitting representative. I've been with Providence for just over five years. Uh, I work on the evening shift, and I want to move up in my career. I want to be a supervisor. Wow, that sounds amazing. I love it when somebody, you know, is really clear and articulate about where they want to take their career. And frankly, I'm just really excited to hear from you on this topic. You know, our core leaders work really hard every day to create an awesome experience for each of their caregivers. But so often, you know, as leaders, we we think we know, right? We think we know what our caregivers want and need from us, but we forget sort of to do this most fundamental thing, which is ask them, ask them what they want. So, Jesse, uh, tell me, what would an ideal check-in look like for you and why? So the what is uh, an ideal check-in would be very little bit of the here's the operational thing to what's going on. It, it would focus more on what can I do to, to improve the process, what are my career goals, what support do I need, it's bringing my personal value into the team and, and getting supported with that. And that's most important. The why is it, it values me and I am seen or recognized or supported in terms of where I want to go. Right, right. Tailored to fit your needs, you know, not just sort of a one-size-fits-all yeah. approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, as leaders, I think a lot of us think that the responsibility for conducting a really awesome check-in and making sure we're talking about the right things, that we own that. I'm curious about your thoughts in terms of responsibility and ownership for making the check-in work for you. Sort of how do you ensure that you're getting what you need from a check-in with your core leader? Well, I think that the core leader needs to, you know, my manager needs to provide a structure, but really, I'm the one who needs to show up. So it's my responsibility to think about what I would like to get out of this. What support do I need? So a lot of, in fact, the majority of the work that needs to be done in a check-in is on me. I need to think that through and and show up and, and, and be present and say, these are this is what's important to me and this is where I want to go. If I don't, then I'm mm-hmm. not going to get much out of it because I didn't put much into it. Right. I mean, I think all of us, whether you're a caregiver or a core leader, are feeling inspired by your commitment to ensuring that you get what you need, right? That is that you have a part in that. Thank mm-hmm. you. So to wrap this up, the data is really clear on this topic, both externally and internally, hearing from you know, our guests today. Caregivers want more time with their core leaders to get feedback on their performance and to support developing their skills and all the other stuff, right, whatever that is. But there isn't just one way to do a check-in well. And as a leader, you know, the most important thing that you need to do is ask what they need, listen to what they say, and do your best to give it to them. Thanks to my guests today on the show, Skylar Hodges and Jesse Linder. You've been listening to What Works. To hear more great ideas from your peers, check us out on the HR portal under Core Leader Central, and don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues. Make today great.